Chair, staff is ready when you are. Thank you, Clerk. Good evening. Welcome to the Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, 6 p.m. meeting of the Parks and Community Enrichment Commission. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Ford? Aye. Er, here. Commissioner Liu? Present. Oh, sorry, I thought it was Boone. It was Liu. My apologies. Uh, Commissioner Liu? Uh, Commissioner Robbins? Here. Commissioner Herman is absent. Commissioner King? Here. Commissioner Flores? Present. Vice Chair Gaines is absent. Commissioner Gallardo Good is absent. Commissioner Kangas? Here. Commissioner Boone? Present. And Commissioner McCarchek is currently absent. Uh, Chair Vasquez? Present. Thank you. We have quorum. Thank you, Clerk. <clears throat> I'd like to remind the members of the public in chambers that if you would like to speak on an item, then what you're gonna do is turn in a speaker slip when that item begins. For members of the public who wish to join virtually, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. And once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide a public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you're online, click on raise hand on the bottom of your screen. If you're in the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine, then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You'll have two minutes to speak once you're called on. And after the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips and raise the hand feature in Zoom will be disabled. We'll now proceed with today's agenda. Will everyone please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people? To the original people of this land, the Nisanon people, the Southern Maidu, Valley, and Plains Miwok, Patwin, Wintun peoples, and the people of Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federalized, federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. And we're going to stay standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. You may be seated. Okay, our first item today will be the consent calendar. And we have two items on the consent calendar today. So our first item um, is the approval of the PCEC meeting minutes from July 6th. Um, clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this calendar item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Wonderful. Are there any commissioners who would like to speak on this item? Great. I did have a request from a commissioner who couldn't make it tonight to ask a question on this item, so I'm going to ask it. Um, it was about the minutes and their uh, detail, like the level of detail 
Um, it just kind of says what we approved or didn't approve are the agenda items. What, were they in the past more detailed or is the video kind of the, um, the detail that's offered at this point instead of a detailed recollection of minutes? Um, so direction from the uh, city clerk is to mirror um, city council, which we notate the um, action items. So votes, if any public comment was made, if commissioner comment was made, um, things such as that. Uh, we don't go into uh, specific detail. Um, uh, that's why we have the video, and you'll notice on the video on the um, city website, um, there's timestamps. Uh, we have many tags on there um, on both discussion and the uh, and the votes themselves. Um, that way, um, you know, any any nuance can be, uh, you know, watched over again. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, and a follow-up question would be, if the translation that's on the screen in the videos is incorrect, is there a way to correct that? I'll have to get back to you on that. Um, I do know on the back end there's some captioning options. Um, I don't know what our office has the power to do versus what the, um, the system we use can do. So uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. Wonderful. Thank you. And then bring it up now, and this is the time we would do that. All right. Thank you, everyone. Do I have a motion to pass the minutes from last month? I motion. I have a second. Thank you. I've got a motion by Commissioner Robbins and a second by Commissioner Kingis. All in favor say aye. 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 Yes. Um, thank you. So, yes, I was going to separate into two things. Okay. Thanks so much. Um, did the ayes have it? Did we vote yet? All in favor say aye. aye. Any opposed? Abstentions? All right. Uh, and the second item on our consent calendar is to pass a motion to approve our nominations for our Outstanding Volunteer Awards. So, in order, they are District 1, Romer Cristobal. District 3, Natomas Arden Arts Collective. Uh, forgive me, Natomas Garden and Arts Collective. Yeah, District 4, Sacramento Tree Foundation. District 6, Sacramento Area Bicycle Advocates and Sacramento United Competitive Soccer Club. District 7, Caremo Sacramento. District 8, Meadowview Urban Tree Project. And at large, the Intertribal Youth Group and the Capital City Powwow and Drum Group. Are there any members of the public who would like to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have one hand raised online. Uh, Colin, user ending in 4366. Yes, this is Lambert Davis, and I, I, was, I had a question. I don't know if you can answer it, but what you just stated, you, you named every district except District 2. So my question is, does a city council person have to nominate whatever it was for these districts? Because literally, I thought I heard every district mentioned except District 2. So I'd like to get clarity on how they were nominated. And, and, and actually, I look at it as being passed over. So 
I'll go on mute, and somebody should be able to explain that to the public. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Chair, I have no more members of the public with their hands raised. Thank you. Do I have any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Commissioner Flores. Thank you, Chair. I would like to make an addition to District 7. Uh, there was an article in the Inside Sacramento with a lady who does um, yoga for older folks. And I know our deadline has passed. And then on our parks website, anybody from the community can submit applications for those who volunteer at parks. Um, so it's not just a commission thing. It's not just a city council thing. It's anybody from the public at large can go to the website to nominate folks uh, who volunteer uh, or brings positive impact to the parks. Uh, but I would like to nominate, if that's okay, her name is... Sorry, I lost my, uh, where's her name? Sorry, sorry, sorry. You see? Helen Ditas, <laughs> this was the first sentence. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Helen Ditas, uh, she goes to Bell Coolidge and does uh, active adult yoga. So if it's possible, if I can add that to the list. Thank you. Okay. Um... Sure, so it's not in the staff report for us to read her good deeds, but obviously it's quite public and quite obvious. Bravo. Um, I would be happy to add that to the nominations. Is everyone clear on the role that she plays in our community? Okay, wonderful. Um, then I'm happy to add her to the nomination list. Raymond, would you help me with that going forward? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rodriguez. Uh, and secondly, I wanted to say that yes, any member of the public can nominate an outstanding volunteer. Um, this is if something above and beyond has come uh, your way as a commissioner that you can nominate someone. Uh, district 2 was not the only district that did not have a nomination this time. And not every district has a nomination each time. But as this is a new process and we're growing together as a, a newer commission, we're learning how this works and how we can connect with members of our community and how we can connect with a member of our parks uh, and staff park staff to find out who's been helping behind the scenes as well so that we can find more people to nominate um, and that's how we'll do it going forward so do I have a motion to approve everyone nominated for an outstanding volunteer award motion. thank you second thank you I have a motion by Commissioner Kangas and a second by Commissioner Robbins all in favor please say aye aye nays abstentions all right there we go great job Passing the consent calendar, everybody. And congratulations to all of our outstanding volunteers. Wonderful job. Thank you for your dedication to your city. We'll now proceed to the discussion calendar. We have the Community Center's Community Recreation Update uh, presented by Katie Hauser, I believe. Come on up, Katie. Welcome. Get the PowerPoint here. Perfect. Good evening, commissioners. I'm Katie Hauser. I'm the recreation manager supporting community centers, community recreation, older adult services, and access leisure. I'm not new to community centers. I was previously the recreation superintendent uh, for this area, um, and now I'm supporting them and also older adults and access leisure. So I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you very much for having us. Um, so we're going to provide an overview of sort of what's been going on and what this past year has been like for these teams. Um, I have with me two program supervisors who will be helping today. Um, and before we start, um, 
just a quick clarification about what community recreation means, because it's kind of a, like a general term. And so for us, it's youth and adult sports. Simply put, that's what community recreation is. So before we get started, as you're gonna hear in some of the presentation from our supervisors, this team, the community centers team specifically, um, has, well, both teams really, but has really done an outstanding job in this past year. Um, as you'll see, service levels, uh, programs are exceeding pre-COVID levels. What we're seeing in community centers, the foot traffic, the participation levels, um, are really new for us in the best way possible, of course. Um, but the staffing levels are the same. <laughs> so um, just like everywhere, we're having issues um, filling all of our vacancies. So the team is doing an amazing job with really no new resources. So um, I'm really excited to have the team here who really day to day does this amazing work to be able to share with you. So with that, um, here's a list of the city operated community centers. One of the bigger highlights that I wanted to share um, from this past year is the what we're calling the McKinley campus now. It includes Clooney Community Center, Shepherd Garden and Arts, and the Rose Garden Room um, that's with the Rose Garden, the McKinley Rose Garden. So we started, we resumed operations of those facilities in December of 2022. Um, the Sacramento Public Library is at this facility, so our operating hours mirror theirs at this time. And we just actually got staff there. Um, like two months ago maybe, um, full-time staff to actually work and be at that facility full-time. And we did that with no new resources. No new money came for those facilities. Um, and we're doing, a, the, the team there is doing an amazing job just really activating that space, not only for rentals um, and events, but really for city programming. So that is happening right now and that's a real big highlight for this team this year. So with that, I'd like to introduce Samantha Vu. Samantha is our program supervisor at South Natomas Community Center, but she also supports Bell Coolidge, Southside Clubhouse, and Evelyn Moore. She also is on our active net support team, which helps our entire division in terms of how they use our registration software, and she helps with marketing. So she's very busy, very active, um, and so she's gonna talk a little bit about the programs and offerings that we have in community centers. And again, I just, I'm really, really happy to have Samantha here to talk about this. So with that. Good evening. First and foremost, I wanna say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share all the amazing work that our community center team does. Um, as Katie mentioned, I, am, uh, I do oversee four club community centers and clubhouses um, across district three, four, and seven, which some of you guys might be familiar with. Um, so today I do want to share about all the programs and offerings that community centers do. Our main focus this year was really on expanding programming across for youth, teens, adults, and seniors, and also providing special events that hit all of those ages. Um, specifically for our youth, we really have started implementing um, our REC program, which is our youth program that's for ages three to five at Clooney and uh, Coloma. And then we also have at all of our community centers a youth and after school summer program that is for ages six to 12. Um, and then in addition, we've added Kids Night Out special events. So this is our late night evening events that's meant for our youth with different themes. And with all of these programs, we have gathered 15,300 youth visits. I'm gonna say that again, 15,300 youth visits over the last year. 
And then I'm gonna move over to the teens. The teens have a very similar program, but we switched it up a little bit this summer. Traditionally, we're doing a um, summer camp program from four to seven. And with this summer, we've increased our hours to do a 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. summer camp program. And then we have a drop in all the way to 7 p.m. That means our teens are there from 9 a.m. all the way to 7, with the, and we give them a safe space to be. Um, if you're familiar with our hotspot remixes, um, it was traditionally an event that was just 3v3 basketball that was hosted through the City Hall office. And community centers took that back on and really provided a diverse type of programming that allows our teens to really engage with one another. This past week, I've had the opportunity to partner with Community Recreation and offer All Teen Hotspot over at the Sacramento Softball Complex, which you'll be hearing more about later tonight. And we were able to serve 150 teens over the course of, sorry, 150 teens um, over six community centers. Our most notable age group that we were serving, which is very surprising to us, is our seniors. Um, our senior membership has increased 200% over the last year, which has allowed us to have 19,000 visits. So at all of our community centers, we provide different coffee socials, fitness classes, sewing, ceramics, and our neighborhood walks, which some of our council members have the privilege of being a part of. Um, and then our all ages, we have intergenerational special events like our family movie nights, bingo, and um, just evenings where they are able to engage with one another. Um, and then the one thing I'd like to mention is that in this past couple years of the pandemic, we really tried to bring programming, continue it. So we did drive-throughs at all of our community centers. And with us kind of transitioning out of that, we transitioned to in-person special events, which you'll, I'm sure you guys will see as we go. The last thing we want to talk about is the leisure enrichment. So community centers offers um, classes for all ages and abilities, and we have 30 instructors um, that offer these classes, including Helen Ditus that you just mentioned. She's one of our leisure enrichment instructors. And so with that, we've been able to serve 6,000 adults and youth. And I just want to note that with all of these programs, with the exception of REC and our leisure enrichment classes, Every single one of these programs are 100% free of cost to the community. So this is from our community centers, free for the community. But it doesn't stop there. So with that, we have a lot of in-house programming that I just mentioned, but community centers also offers uh, community center room rentals. So this is for quinceañeras, for weddings, for family celebrations, and we've had 892 over the last year. And then with the city council resolution, we've been able to provide fee waivers of up to 197,000. And this is for community-based organizations and nonprofits to host their events that serve youth and their families. In addition to that, um, we've really made a point to respond to all of the extreme weather. And so our community centers have stepped up and provided emergency cooling, warming, and clean air shelters with each of the staff at those centers stepping up to fill in overtime. And also with our programs, we've decided, obviously we can't do it all. We've partnered with a lot of different organizations throughout the city, and these include Natomas Unified School District, uh, Sacramento Food Bank and Family Services, Saba, Agency on Aging to provide additional programming. Specifically with Natomas Unified School District, uh, we've been able to provide supper and lunches for our after school and summer programs. And then with our Sacramento Food Bank and Family Services, they've provided food for families and also provide meal boxes for our seniors 16 plus, which provides meals for them um, for an entire month. 
Um, and then we've also partnered with Meals on Wheels, specifically at Pinnell Community Center and Hagenwood Community Center. And with that, we've served 13,072 hot meals that come out along with our senior socials. And the last partnership that I would like to mention is our Sacramento County Partnership. We provide accessible voting locations at six of our community centers, which we will also be doing this upcoming 2024 year. With all of that, um, prior to COVID, we, our goal was to really expand all the hours of community centers to really provide that safe space for our community to enjoy or use our amenities. And so in January 2023, our community center hours expanded, exceeding pre-pandemic service levels. So we're open at all of our community centers Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and then Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., with the exception of Bell Coolidge and Clooney that has their specific hours, which is Bell Coolidge's 9 a.m. to 5, Monday and Friday through Friday, and then Clooney Community Center, which is Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I would like to encourage and invite all of you, if you haven't had a chance yet, I would like you guys to come out to our community centers, join us for our special events, partner with us in our special events, if you guys haven't already, I know some of you guys have, um, and check out our senior walks or our after-school programming that's upcoming in August and September. Thank you. So with that, I would like to um, invite Katie back up here to talk about facility improvements. Thank you. Thank you, Samantha. Um, with, and this is part of actually some of the work that we're doing for facility improvements, um, I think five or six of the locations with community centers also have wellness rooms or fitness rooms, and those are also free to the public, open eight to eight. Um, we've also see, seen a major increase in their usage. Um, what was the, what were the number of visits? 20,000 visits to our free wellness rooms. So we, with all these facilities, we've had some major projects completed this year that we're really excited about. And some of the photos are here. The top and the bottom are the flooring replacement at the Coloma Community Center, which looks amazing. If you haven't been there recently, um, please go by and check that out. It's very, very long overdue there. Uh, we made some front counter safety improvements. So originally this sort of started as a, uh, they started with like COVID sneeze guards essentially. Um, but we knew that we needed a lot of, that that wasn't where that could end. Um, and that we really needed to put together some safety precautions for the teams that are sitting up front. So we, we installed these glass, really solid glass partitions at all of our community centers. There's one more that we're finishing this fall. So we're really excited about those. We installed bottle fillers in our community centers, and we replaced, as part of taking over operations of the McKinley campus again, um, we replaced the, the flooring in the Rose Garden room uh, so that when our preschool program is being held there and we do rentals there, there's a fresh clean, fresh clean floor. So some upcoming projects, um, we're continuing to add and improve Wi-Fi access across community centers. Uh, the Pinnell Community Center Wellness Room is getting a new floor, and I actually think that might, when I did this PowerPoint, it wasn't finished, and I think it actually just finished. So they have a new floor in their wellness room there, and that is one of our most utilized wellness rooms. And they did, they, we installed air quality sensors there because it is one of our large activation centers for warming, cooling, emergency um, air quality. So we're excited about that as well. At the Sacramento Softball Complex, we are in, very, we're working towards right now, I think it's gonna be in the fall, replacing some concrete around the snack bar area. If you've been to that facility, 
there are some, um, some issues with the concrete, but we're tackling it um, space by space. And we're also working, we got a grant to convert the lights on some of the fields to LEDs. And so we're in the process of getting quotes for that at the moment as well. And then our last project is a new vinyl mural on the entrance wall of the 28th and B Skate Park that is going to be ready May of 2024 that we're working with um, Art and Public Places for. And so we're really excited about that as well. So the next portion of this presentation is the community recreation update. So traditionally, before last year, community recreation was really just adult sports. And so we did a little rearranging and now it includes youth and adult sports. So youth is something, the youth sports portion is something that is newer to this program area. Um, and with that, we have hired a new program supervisor. His name is Tyler Ebenhoff. And when I say new, I mean like really new. He's probably on week like 11. 10, 11-ish, is that right? Uh, so he oversees our youth and adult sports programs, and I am going to invite him up to tell you a little bit about what's going on. Well, thank you, Katie, for the introduction, um, and thank you, commissioners, for having me here today. It's a great opportunity for me to explain our facilities and what we have going on with uh, our youth and adult sports programs. Uh, so the first two facilities I would like to speak on are going to be the 28th and B Skate Park and also the Sacramento Softball co Complex, which I am overseeing both of these. Uh, the 28th and B uh, Skate and Urban Park is a very unique skate park that actually is covered. So it's a really great opportunity that we could utilize it throughout the year and we could program it with special events and uh, skate programs throughout the year as well. Uh, so going off the programming aspect, we have uh, clinics and camps. Um, we're actually finishing up our sixth camp of the summer. Uh, but these are for all ages and for all skill level, oh, excuse me, uh, ages to 5 to 15, but for all skill levels. So we really do like accommodating um, for all skill levels. If it's somebody who's a first time skater, all the way to somebody who's experienced and wants to just uh, work on their skills. Um, we are looking to expand the special events out here. And one of the first uh, special events I was part of was the Go Skate Day. Uh, this was a really cool event where we uh, kind of honored some of the donors who uh, have contributed to some of the renovation projects within the skate park. Uh, we had a, a, a skate opportunity, a big slideshow of the things that we've done in the last fiscal year, and it was just a really fun event to be at. Uh, we are looking into getting back into birthday rentals, uh, and this was something that we put on pause uh, once the pandemic hit. Um, but excitingly, we actually are going to be having our first uh, skate park rental or birthday party rental out there at the end of this month on August 28th. Uh, so this is something that we're really trying to increase uh, special events out there just because it's a great facility. Um, so we are working with the South and Thomas Sacramento Public Library to uh, focus on some family events and we're looking to uh, host a read and skate day with the library, where it's an opportunity to kind of use reading as an opportunity to, to introduce these young kids to some uh, new skate opportunities. Uh, the skate park is open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 5.45 to 8.45, and Saturday and Sunday from 1 p.m. to 8.45. And in the 2023 fiscal year, the park had uh, over 6,000 uh, total visitors, with about 50% of these being uh, from the youth. Uh, moving on to the Sacramento softball complex, um, this is a very large facility and it's very rare to have four softball fields in the same complex that are gated, so it's a really good opportunity for us to program it and have a, a lot of tournaments out there as well. 
So I'm just gonna touch on some of the amenities and we have four lighted softball fields that could be adjusted for different levels of play. Uh, we have four sand volleyball courts that could be used for rentals and tournaments and it's not limited just to volleyball rentals but we have, uh, we're looking into do, doing sand soccer out there and some other types of programs. Uh, there's a playground out there and we have a pretty large parking lot that could accommodate up to 500 parking uh, or 500 vehicles and we have an overflow parking as well so we can have some pretty large events out there. Uh, and as I said before, we are gonna uh, be hosting some special events that I'll be talking about when that's upcoming a little bit later. And we have adult softball leagues out there and on weekends we always have, uh, well typically we will always have a youth or adult baseball or softball tournament. Uh, we have a long uh, list of tournament directors wanting to use the facility, so it is a really unique uh, facility that people really wanna use uh, for their tournaments. And now I'm gonna move on to youth sports. So we do have youth sports year round. Um, we have special events, baseball and softball tournaments and rentals, uh, the volleyball tournaments at the Sacramento Softball Complex, and then going back to the, Sacramento, or the skate park, we have camps and clinics and drop-in skate, and uh, we also offer batting practice rentals at the Sacramento Softball Complex. I do want to speak about our youth sports leagues. Uh, the youth sports leagues that are uh, included uh, year-round are the NFL Flag Football, the Junior NBA uh, Youth Basketball League, and the Junior Giants League. All these leagues depend on community volunteers to facilitate and, and enable the success of these programs. All these programs are free, so it's an amazing opportunity to get our youth involved. Uh, these free programs uh, play a vital role in fostering a sense of unity within the community while providing opportunities for young participants to de develop athletic uh, skills, but also is a great uh, way to work on leadership skills and social skills. Uh, through collaborative efforts of our community uh, volunteers, engaged staff, and young participants, uh, the City of Sacramento aims to create cohesive and enriching environments that promote sportsmanship and also nurture, nurture a positive learning environment. Our youth sports are all intro-based programs, so it's a really good way to get kids uh, introduced to a program, hopefully spark an interest for them to continue to play, but also a really good opportunity uh, to meet a lot of peers in the community and really uh, create some friendships. Uh, most of our leagues have the same format where we'll do a skill clinics day, uh, volunteer coach training, one weekly practice, and then Saturdays are game days. Uh, all league participants will receive jerseys, sports equipment, sports swag, and certificates of participation. And then I'm just gonna kinda go down what we do offer throughout the year. So the fall and winter, we offer the NFL Flag Football uh, League, and this is uh, for ages five to 15. We are expanding and we're focusing on a younger age uh, moving forward, and we are actually projected at 300 uh, athletes for this current or upcoming season that's gonna begin in September, and that's a 200% increase from the last offering of the last fiscal year. Uh, the locations that we're gonna utilize are Argonaut Park, Hakenwood Park, and uh, Georgeson Park. Uh, for the winter and spring seasons, we have the Junior NBA Youth Basketball. Uh, this is also gonna be for the same ages from five to 14. Uh, the registration for this league will open in the, up in the winter and the locations that we'll utilize are the Oak Park Community Center and George Sim uh, Community Center. And we are also gonna be utilizing the outdoor courts at uh, South and Thomas Community Center. Uh, and then in the summer, we're actually just finishing this up, uh, th this upcoming Saturday uh, is the Junior Giants uh, Youth Baseball League. And this is for ages five to 18, so it's ex uh, extended out until you're 18 years old. And we have divisions for T-ball, minors, majors, seniors, and it's a, there's divisions for both uh, boys and girls, and it includes baseball and softball. 
there's over a thousand participants uh, within uh, this current season, which is a 42% increase from uh, the 2022 fiscal year. Uh, we've been utilizing Land Park and all of the seven ball fields out there, and it's been a really cool opportunity to see all the games be playing simultaneously. So it's been a really fun thing to be part of since I was onboarded. And then on to adult sports. The first thing I, I will highlight about adult sports is our softball leagues. Uh, we have divi different divisions uh, for men's, women's, and co-ed teams. Uh, the locations that we utilize for these leagues are the Sacramento Softball Complex, Grant Park, Tahoe Park, and Franklin D. Roosevelt Park. In the 2023 fiscal year, there were about uh, 4,000 adults that participated, participated across the board uh, in our adult softball leagues. Uh, there were a total of 70 nights of league play in the 2023 fiscal year. Uh, going back to the uh, tournaments that I was talking about, in the 2023 fiscal year, we hosted 40 softball, and, uh, 40 softball and volleyball tournaments at the Sacramento Softball Complex alone. Uh, the special events, we are looking to expand, and I wanted to use this opportunity to invite everyone to uh, our first annual uh, Summer Sports Fest. Uh, this is going to be uh, an event uh, that focuses on, focuses on a lot of sports activities, uh, and it's going to be for all ages. Uh, the event will be on August 11th from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, I would be very happy if you guys could spread, spread the word. I could get you in touch with a digital copy of our flyer as well, but you can register online for this event. Uh, the event is going to have different activities from patio games, which would be cornhole, uh, to big Jenga, to connect four. Uh, we'll have activities on every ball field from home run derby, to a modified version of kickball, uh, to ultimate frisbee, uh, and then we'll have a bubble sand soccer as well, and then sack races on the last field. Uh, so yeah, it's something we're really excited about, and we really want to get this uh, hopefully to be an annual event moving forward. Lastly, we're really excited for a new opportunity for adult sports, and that is to branch out into different sports. And the first one we're going to uh, pursue is going to be an adult, an adult basketball league. Uh, this is going to be uh, have divisions for both uh, men and women. Uh, it's a six-game season with a chance at playoff games, and registration is set to open up this month. And that's all I have for you, and I really, really appreciate your time. Well, thank you both. Thank you to Samantha. Thank you to Tyler again. We're just so proud of these teams. Um, they've really come back from COVID in a really, really strong way. Uh, not only our program teams in the field, but our customer service teams, our custodial crews, really just doing a great job um, providing these services. So with that, we'll take any questions. And thank you. Wonderful, thank you. Do we have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have uh, no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have one hand raised online. Uh, call in user ending in 4366. Hello, yes, this is Lambert, and I'm, uh, uh, I'm somewhat impressed with this report because I've heard Hagenwood Park which is dear to me. I grew up there, and there were a lot of activities there when I was growing up, from Little League to all kinds of activities. However, I'd like to hear more about, and I'm going to go visit these community centers. I'm well respected there. We have cheesecakes up in there all the time at different events, and I'm going to go research the Robertson Community Center. I didn't hear them mentioned. 
and they have a wonderful community center considering uh they don't get as much support as these other places that I just heard mentioned so uh the Robertson Community Center has all of the things you're talking about different activities and they should be supported because people out there pay property taxes just like these other people do and one thing about out there where we are we win championships and we don't have the same support that you do. And when you hear about the Grant Pacers last year, we won the state championship. That's hard to do when you don't have all the amenities that you're talking about from whatever you're talking about. But don't forget about the Robertson Community Center. There's a lot of activity out there, soccer, baseball. I see different things going on. So. Don't forget about the Robertson Community Center. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no more uh, public speakers. Thank you. And thank you, sir. We will not forget about it. We will remember the Robertson Community Center. Um, in order, commissioners, uh, Commissioner Robbins, please. Hi, yeah, thank you for your time, and I'm a big advocate of using community centers, and when I was appointed commissioner, Sam challenged me of being to make more events, and so I see resolution here that says it will waive fees for events. How do I get in touch and get that done so I can accommodate what she's asking? So those, so the, the, the detailed language of the resolution is on the community centers page, so you can see exactly the language that was approved. Um, that qualifies organizations for the waiver. And you can be qualified at a 50% rate or a complete waiver depending on the activity, what you're doing, if you're charging fees, et cetera. Um, and so organizations that are interested in, interested in that would contact the community center directly that they're interested in using. Yeah. Thank you. And I have a second question it would be, uh, so all the gyms in community centers are totally free? The wellness rooms? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I could they just are. go and walk in, cancel my 24-hour fitness, and start working out? 100%, yes. Okay. You just All you have to do is check in at the front desk, fill out a waiver, get a membership card that you check in with every time you go. That's it. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Commissioner Ford? Well, thank you for the presentation. Again, I, I love community centers, and um, I thought you know your presentation was well presented. Two things, I just wanted to follow up. I think you started with um, highlighting uh, that there was an increase of obviously use in services um, and that there's a need to right size staffing levels. And so just wondering, you know, um, what does the right sizing look like? Have you guys thought about it? Like, is there a proposal to move, move forward, you know, to increase staff? Sure, that's a good question. Thank you for asking. So we, it's sort of a mixed bag, honestly. We've, because, especially with like McKinley as an example, right? We took over the resumed operations of those facilities and we historically and now rely on a lot of part-time non-career seasonal staff. And so those, and those vary in FTE. Some of them work 20 hours a week, some of them work 10. And so those are, are really the positions that are very, very difficult for us to fill and can directly affect how many participants we can enroll in programs. Right? So if I can hire one more recreation aid, I can take 20 more kids in a summer program. And so that's where we're really, when we're talking about staffing levels, right? there's an, a demand. Right? Our, our waiting lists for summer camp is an example. Some of them were 30, 40 kids deep per week at some of our locations. 
And we just can't take them off the waiting list because we're having a really hard time with recruiting and onboarding of our part-time staff. So that's mostly what, what we're referring to because there's continuing to be an increase in demand, not only for youth services, but for senior and adult, older, older adult services as well. And we're having a difficult time really filling those positions. So we've been getting creative and saying, okay, with no new resources, how can we maybe take some of these part-time positions that are vacant and don't have anyone in them right now, smush them all together, you know, to maybe create a career position that we could help fill those. So we've been doing that every sort of uh, budget year that we reassess, okay, what are our service levels? Where are our gaps? Um, and then seeing what we can do with what we have. Well, thank you. I mean, I look forward to, you know, supporting any initiative to support, obviously, right-sizing staff. Again, right-sizing staff equals, like, more access right for community members. So happy to support in any way possible. Um, I think the second one was I didn't see the North Natomas Community Center on that list. Yes. Um, obviously, it's a newer community center. So just wondering um, any thoughts or any plans in, in the pipeline about expanding programming or um, yeah, anything you want to share about that. Absolutely, and thank you for bringing that up. I was, I was betting that was gonna be brought up. So the North Thomas Community Center is actually overseen by our aquatics team, which is why it wasn't listed here. It is one of our community city operated community centers. It's just not run by the community center division, which is really just sort of semantics. But we are, you know, they use that facility. It's very heavily utilized for events and rentals. And then we're actually, the timing of your question is, is really good because we're actually working on a community survey to find out what kind of leisure enrichment classes the community would like to see in that space. It is, it's not really a traditional community center in that way, but there are some times where we could put class, some classes in there and contract with some, um, I'm sure, really, really, really talented contractors who would be able to run program there. But we really wanna see, we wanna be intentional about that programming and really see it succeed, so we're actually like I'm drafting it as we speak, um, that survey, that will be going out um, in the next week or so. So we'll be sure to share that. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. Commissioner Boone. Yes, thank you for your presentation. And I don't know all the names, but I did wanna say a special thank you to Kyle Escobar, who's um, my community center manager. Um, my mother-in-law and I this summer became, like we have a membership now and we use the oh, gym. Awesome. And so I very much appreciate it, and I did cancel my membership. Um, so definitely check it out. It's a great facility. I'll pass that along for sure. Thank you. Commissioner McCarchek. Um, I have, I have kind of two semi-quick questions. Um, I was curious if you could expand on kind of what the the wellness rooms entail and like kind of how that works and like if like everyone can get a membership like youth and teens and stuff like that and how that plays out. Ah, for sure. So it's it's basically a gym space. There's free weights, there's cardio machines, there's space for you to maybe do yoga, like small space, right? But it's really a much smaller version of what you might see at like 24 hour. It's TVs and all, all the things. Um, and you just have to be 16 or over. Very cool. Um, and in terms of for like possibly increasing your your seasonal staff for the summer, um, is there like a sort of like like what is the age requirement for that? Because I think like like if it is kind of like eighteen or something, like kind of um, trying to get some like recent high school grads at like through Sac City or San Juan or stuff like that, and to kind of reel them into that. Because I think some a summer job is perfect right after high school. Sure. 
Um, we hire recreation aides at 16. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you go. So even younger then. Yep. Even very exciting. Gordon Boone, are your hands still raised? All right, follow-ups are welcome. It's okay. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for, uh, for the incredible presentation, all of you. Um, true community enrichment, right? These community centers are enriched. My goodness, uh, my family in particular is very much enjoying all the enrichment activities at our community centers this summer. I've got one at camp at George Sim who's having a wonderful time. Oh, good. Um, I am very excited to check out the wellness room because I might like to see something in there that's not necessarily weights but keeps me well. I'm going to check that out as well. Um, and a special shout out to uh, Manager Winscott, who's doing a great job out there. That's, um, that's quite a feat, having so many teenagers all at the same time and, and finding um, interesting things to do. Um, the field trips have been phenomenal. Uh, they've been out to several water parks and the aquatic center, and um, they've been uh, very exciting. I don't think our public understands that when you sign up for a free camp for your teenager, um, how many field trips are involved that are completely free. That was a very exciting bonus to find this summer in camp. That's a good time. Um, really glad to hear that the bottle fillers are being installed. I think that that really speaks to the resiliency we were looking for in our parks plan, right? That's something we can hopefully continue that trend and make sure that they're operating and that our swag of water bottles that we give out keeps going so that people can access that if they forget their water bottle. I know I love my parks water bottle. Thank you for that. Um, I do have some, that's an incredible amount of meals. Yes. Teen served, youth served, adult served, and senior served. Those numbers are, are flabber I'm flabbergasted. Yes. And uh, not surprised also, because you guys are amazing. Um, but thank you for doing what you do. Um, specifically, I have a question about um, the 22% increase in baseball and softball. Is there something that we're attributing that to? Um, I think it's mostly marketing, honestly. We really, I also work with the marketing team, the Ipsy marketing team, which has been doing an amazing job. If you're not following them on social, please go do so, because um, you get some great updates, not only about what's coming up, but kind of what's happening behind the scenes um, and the amazing staff that make all this work possible. So we really, we also started monthly emails that come out that are really bright and colorful that highlight a variety of all the programs. And we really saw, not just with Junior Giants, but across the board with all of our programs, participation at pools, all the things, um, a lot more awareness and a lot more registration this year, I think because of those marketing efforts. Wonderful. Well, you just took my next uh, marketing check. I've been so delighted to see all of your marketing and to see about the programs and to see the people running the programs and to be on Instagram and Facebook. And that makes it so much easier for us to share those events and those activities. Um, so great job, marketing team and you. And I kind of want to throw that back to you, Sandra, where you said, come on out and enjoy one of these events invite us, right? Send, a, send me an email and say, hey, I've got this event. I don't care what district it's in. Send them all to me so I can catch them. Uh, because as marketing increases, that's a little bit less attention. Right? If I'm getting like five during the day from Yipsy, I'm like, yes, like, yes, like, yes, like. But I might forget which one I w really wanted to go to. So a personal invitation um, would go a long way with your commissioners, especially if you know that the community center having the event is in their district. So please do. Please personally invite. Um, I would share that out with our CBOs as well, that if you're having an event in a park, especially if it's for enhancing a park, to invite your commissioner because we want to come out and liaise. We want to be with you. We want to celebrate you. And we want to help you to make those better. I did not understand that Junior Giants um, 
and all of these amazing leagues were volunteer based. Like, how can I volunteer? I would love to volunteer and come out and um, and do something there. My goodness, I didn't realize that. So, you know, please make sure to invite us personally, and we will come. Okay. Well, we would love to have you as a volunteer. We're currently recruiting volunteer coaches for flag football. Also, just a side note. Fantastic, wonderful. And if we wanted to rent out the skate park for a birthday party, where do we go? You, well, we go, you go to the city website where there's information about how to contact the skate staff. Also, you're in the right company here with Tyler because Tyler can help you get you in touch there. Also, if you visited our reservations office or called the reservations office, they could put you in touch with us also. Perfect, thank you, mm -hmm. and welcome. I had a great time hanging out with you on Go Skate Day. That was quite a success. Um, again, I don't think people understand when they see Go Skate Day that you can show up and you can win raffles. Um, that photo of the girl with the PLA board, she won that board, right? We gave out, what did you give out? You gave out decks, you gave out completes, you gave out like Christmas completes, you gave out wheels, you gave out uh, food, right? Oh, There's a food truck, you can get truck. a bubble mm -hmm. cone, you can get, I mean, these events really are a one-stop shop. I can drop off my teenager. I know that she's going to be fed. There's going to be music. She's going to have a good time. She's going to be in good company. Um, and that's a good feeling, right? Because that's something I can afford. It's free. It's absolutely free, everybody. So please, please, please um, share out these teen oases and, and hotspots and year-round leagues and Bravo year-round leagues. You're doing a great job. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Else? All right. Uh, Commissioner Flores? Okay. Am I Commissioner Flores right now? There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so thank much you. for your presentation. All right. Are there any, uh, let's see, we've done that. This is just listen and discuss. Um, so we can file that one away, correct? Okay. Let's see. Um, item number four is the naming of the community garden near Leotada Floyd Elementary School as Healthy Roots Community Garden. Please come on up with the presentation. Uh, good evening, uh, Chair Vasquez. Um, good evening, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Molina Flong, I'm Associate Planner uh, with the Park Planning and Development Services Division within the UFC Department. I'm here to request support for the naming of the community garden near Leotada Floyd Elementary School as Healthy Roots Community Garden. Uh, the community garden is located in Council District 4, uh, Upper Land Park. Uh, the garden is at the end of the CV Circle Road, adjacent to the Leotada Floyd Elementary School and near the Marina Vista and Alder Grove Housing Development and the Mills Development and uh, west of, east of Freeway 5. The community garden uh, opened on October 15th, 2022, next to the Food uh, Literacy Center building and Urban Farm. In the fall of 2022, uh, Council District 4 office supported a back-to-school night at Leotada uh, Elementary School. Uh, student input and survey results show that uh, the name Healthy Roots Community Garden was the community's first choice. Healthy Roots Community Garden aims to create a supportive uh, environment that addresses the whole child to ensure students' success in and out of the classroom by setting up, um, setting them up for a healthy uh, future. This naming proposal is consistent with the city's facility naming policy, and for these reasons, the department recommends that the commission support the naming of the community garden near the Atada Floyd Elementary School as the Healthy Roots Community Garden. Uh, thank you, commissioners and um, Chair Vasquez. Um, for your consideration, uh, city staff, and uh, we'll be here to answer questions if you have any. 
Well, thank you. Clerk, do we have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who would wish to, wish to speak on this item? Commissioner Kangas. I wanted to say that I really commend the community engagement that went into the naming effort. So that's awesome to involve the community in those kinds of things. Um, and I also wanted to say for Food Literacy Center and Floyd Farms is what it's currently called, but um, what are we calling it now? Healthy Roots Community Garden. Um, we're gonna be having a volunteer day out there on November 4th. So the school district is collaborating with Food Literacy Center on their harvest festival and they need a lot of help actually spreading dirt, um, all kinds of different tasks um, that need to happen so that they're planting a pizza garden for the kids, which is really awesome. Um, so I really encourage everybody to look out for communications coming out, but it's November 4th, it's a Saturday, it's gonna be from 10 to one and there's gonna be live music and all kinds of really fun things going on, but it's another way that we can kind of celebrate 916 day after the fact and do some volunteering. Well, thank you. Commissioner McCarchick. I gotta say, I, I really like um, the, the new name proposal. I think not only that the community loves it and the community came up with it, but also I think just like Healthy Roots, not only the name for a garden, that it's like hopefully that this, this community builds healthy roots for the plants, but also that it's healthy roots for the community and all the children at the elementary school. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's a perfect little like double entendre in a way. Um, yeah, and, I, and so definitely like, I, I think it's a great idea. Wonderful, thank you. Okay, is there a motion and a second to approve renaming the Floyd Farms Garden Amenity to Healthy Roots Garden? I'll make the motion. Okay, we've got the motion by McCarchek and a second by Ford. All in favor say aye. 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 Any nays? Abstentions? I believe this one passes. All right, congratulations. Thank you so much you. for presenting this and for doing such a wonderful job. Thank you. Welcome. All right, let's see. Um, we're now gonna proceed to the information calendar and we'll start with a standing 916 day update. Commissioner Flores. Sorry, technical difficulties over here. Um, wow, it's, I know we, it's, it's been literally two months since we last talked, but uh, discussions uh, have been going on uh, with 916 Day. I know Deanna's in the audience tonight, really supporting and helping us out throughout these last uh, eight weeks since we last met here at commission, uh, really to finalize a lot of the logistics that is involved in multi-district uh, 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 events across the city in, in the spirit of 916 Day. Uh, Deanna, I know you're here today. Do you wanna uh, you know, go over some highlights? Um, you know, want to want to maximize your time here, and uh, I know we get a million emails from you, but uh, but here at uh, here in this forum to hear some of the great things that have been done, and now that we're about a month, a month and a half out, you know uh, what we have looking forward to uh, with these series of events. Thank you. Okay, so uh, for those of you who don't know me yet or have not met me yet, I am Deanna. I am your special events 
liaison for citywide events. Sorry, it's a mouthful, and every time I get it all twisted up. Um, so for the 916 day, I think I've met with almost every single one of you having a project. All of your projects have been approved and looked over by Parks Maintenance. Uh, we met last week to just make sure that we have enough supplies, enough resources for staff to get all this mulch out to all these different parks. There's a lot of trees going, specifically for Commissioner Flores's project. He's got quite a few trees over at Lamb Park. And then, Robbie, you've got a few trees as well. So um, we have decided where all the trees are going to be uh, housed until, until that day comes. Um, and then I was given word today that your guys' commissioner emails will be accessible. Uh, Ray, I believe, was back here. I don't know if he's still here, but oh, there you are. Um, so you guys should be having access to those um, as soon as tonight, I'm hoping. Um, and you've, we've also finalized all the flyers. So every single district will have the exact same flyer format. You can add whatever your local um, like neighborhood associations or whoever else is going to be helping you out. Um, we've made space for that. So we're just waiting on the emails to add to those before we send those out. And those will be ready to go. I also spoke with Sam Stott from Ypsi Marketing today. And he would like to help me with the before and after reels. So I would like to get some footage of your parks, of you guys as well, and maybe your council members if you would like, um, to kind of go over why you chose the park you chose, what kind of an impact you're looking for, and just like a brief overview of what it looked like before, and then kind of get some footage of you guys doing all the work, and then an after shot. I'm really big on progress, so. Um, and then as far as sponsorship goes, uh, Commissioner Kangas is like doing all the legwork for sponsorship. She was able to squeeze SMUD for $5,000 and then later, earlier today was, it was Rayleigh's for $2,500. Um, the, the, exactly. The caveat with the SMUD one though is that they don't pay until after the event. So we were going to set aside the money for SMUD for the celebration afterwards and the thank you and the acknowledging of the volunteers and the partners uh, for the, all the different 916 days by having a reception here um, and acknowledging them at a council at a council meeting as well. But um, I think we wanted to do some sort of swag or something with the Rayleigh's money. So that's where we're at with that. And then lastly, um, I had a meeting last week with my colleague Anthony Munoz. Uh, we were just going over a couple of items that seemed to not really be going in the direction that we wanted it to. And we, we dug down deep and figured out what the issue was. And the issue was that we were not including special events in the conversation. I know, I know I'm probably special events to you guys, but there's this whole department with equipment also called special events. And so, um, you're like for instance, Joe's gonna be doing the kickoff. He's gonna want a podium and sound and you know, so I think next year it would be really great if we can include the special events team in from the very beginning just so that we can make sure we have all of the resources. If everybody wants a podium on the 16th, we will definitely be short podiums if everybody wants sound. So it would be nice to kind of go and see what kind of supplies we have that we can divvy up and see if we can share them across the city. Um, and then lastly, since we do want to make next year's event huge, we do want to do a press party. Um, 
we started off thinking we were going to do a press party this year uh, with the support of the Kings, and then unfortunately did not get the support of the Kings, but next year uh, we will probably get it. Um, I'm hoping we get it. And if not the Kings, somebody else big. Um, but uh, we have to decide on where we want to hold this press party, and it's, uh, we've gone back and forth. We ended up in Land Park with this with this press party idea towards the end, but that was only because it's the thing that fit, like it checked all the boxes. We need, well, we don't need, but as an event planner, I like to have electrical already be there, uh, a stage, like parking. There's a lot, there's like a whole checklist, but if you guys can think of a better park or a park that you think would be better fitting for a celebration, thank you, press party. We have a year to, um, to request that site. So if we decided we want to do Southside, like we were thinking, Victoria, we could, like, if I could just put that in, like, let's do it. But yeah, those are my updates. Do you guys have any questions at all? Yes, and uh, before we start questions, I did hope that each commissioner could go around and say what you're doing and announce your date and your time and your park and what you're planning on doing. Um, but let's start with questions since we're on a roll here and then we can end with what we're doing. Um, Commissioner Kangas. Uh, is it possible, I know the marketing materials have been finalized, but can we make sure the Rayleigh's and SMUD logos are added if they haven't already been? Yes. Awesome, thank you. Commissioner Ford. Update or questions? <laughs> oh, I just want to say thank you, Deanna. Um, you came um, super prepared and ready to go in our walkthrough at, uh, for our garden cleanups. I just want to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Um, I also uh, would like to thank you before I ask a question. Um, when would you like us to have a, like what's the deadline for us to start sharing out our flyers with our city council members? Is that like today? I think Friday. Wonderful. Yeah, if I can get those logos on there, um, and I'd like to get your guys' email contacts, your new Gmails on there. Um, but if I can get that done by Friday, I'd, I'd say like let's have our Friday 916 meeting and like pull the trigger. Perfect. Wonderful. And we'll explain the emails in a little more detail in a moment. Um, wonderful. So. Do I have a volunteer to go first and tell me all about your uh, 916 day? Mr. Uh, Commissioner Flores, I see that you're up there. Do you have a question too before we get started? I was gonna make a comment uh, um, because you're, you're here at the podium right now that there is the 916 day website on our YPSI website. So uh, I forgot to mention that there's a master volunteer or a lead volunteer landing page for 916 day where all of our events are listed. And then by district and by project, uh, we're trying to funnel folks to go volunteer and sign up at that website. It takes like two minutes to sign up a new account. I just did that a couple of days ago. And I know in my email marketing with my community partners, I've been saying, hey, take that two minutes, go to this website, because we're trying to track all the volunteers across the page. So I wanted to plug that and, uh, for the volunteer before we go round robin and listing our projects. Um, and then I, I know in the previous, uh, previous, we were shouting out marketing, but marketing shout out, you know, it's, it. You know, the, the the numbers speak for itself, and so when we have, you know, make sure last second put all the logos on it because it's that's how important these stuffs are. So I wanted to say that as a blanket before we start going round robin, and I guess because I am up, uh, District Seven will be hosting uh, 916 Day on September 9th. Um, um, it will be 
a you know, with the winter, with severe winter storms that happened earlier in January, over 70 trees were lost at William Land Park. And so this 916 day is acknowledging that and is a phase to start replacing those trees that fell. I know there's a tree replacement plan naturally at the park, but this one specifically is like the 70 fell. So let's start replacing those 70. We'll never get them back, but if we can put a couple in its place per tree that fell. And so that has been the easy sell to these community partners. It's that, hey, this, remember how the drone footage and all those trees that fell? Yeah, let's, let's replace it. So now we have our chance to put our legacies on that part. So it will be September 9th, William Land Park. We are gonna meet at 9 a.m. at the Mayor Ann Rudin Peace Pond. That is at 14th Avenue and 18th Street. I've been writing all the emails, so I <laughs> remember all the bullet points. Uh, I have a lot of community members. Obviously, Council Member Jennings is, uh, has been very, uh, and the District 7 office has been very helpful. Obviously, Yipsy and everybody and all the team and all the efforts for Yipsy uh, as a co-host and myself. Uh, Land Park Community Association, Land Park Volunteer Corps, the South Land Park Neighborhood Association, uh, Board Trustee, Board President uh, Chinwa Rhodes, uh, house verbal with some uh, photos, and I think that's all the all the uh, community partners. So thank you, and please sign up at the volunteer link, and then we'll yes. get. The is there going to be any room for uh, for all this on your well, flyer? Uh, so, uh, the, so the project is uh, at least at least twenty trees, but then huge mounds of mulch yes. because there's a lot of existing trees. And the cool thing about this project is the mulch that's going to be used is the mulch from the trees that fell. So it's going to be a full circle moment in that. Uh, in that case, so it's the trees that fell, we're reusing them and we're gonna replenish the existing trees. Uh, I think the neighbors really like that component of it because you know, it, you know we're all mindful of, a, of, of re resourcing, reusing and, sus and sustainability and this is a great full circle moment in that. So that's not lost on the marketing and the advertising about it. Yeah. So I, I have spoken a lot, so I'll go to the next commissioner, thank you. Wonderful, how about reverse order? I'll go next. District six, uh, we have a wonderful event that's going to happen at uh, Maggie Ochi, Oki Park. And the namesake of that park, I have learned a lot about in the past few weeks. I've met with his family and they've shared with me some amazing photos from the park dedication. And we've learned all about uh, the reason that this park was named after this family. They are just ingrained in Sacramento society through the face of discrimination and being interned and all of the different ways that they uh, made this community better, even against all odds and the way that they were treated by our community. So I'm very excited to be uh, refurbishing the structure that was there that had a, a wonderful plaque on it before. We're gonna figure out what to do next there, maybe something like an educational kiosk as opposed to plaques which tend to get stolen so often. And I'm working with the family about that. Uh, if you don't know, the Oki family actually had, uh, I believe the fifth largest nursery, tree nursery in the nation at one point. That was their family business here in Sacramento. Uh, so they are choosing a very special uh, decorative ornamental tree that will be planted. That the dogwood. Yes, possibly yeah. dogwood, maybe. We're gonna see what the family wants. Um, our amazing uh, new parks arborist, Jody Carlson, was able to walk with us and find place for two ginkgos, two valley oaks, 
and one small flowering shade tree in a place that doesn't get a lot of sun, but can have a tree. And it's gonna be a lovely place for that. So we're planting trees, we're mulching, we're going to replant the plants around the uh, structure that used to house a plaque, and we're going to have a wonderful hot dog feast from local firefighters, Union 522, and we're going to have, uh, right afterwards, the community movie night uh, from Councilmember Guerra's movie night series at Oakey Park. So come on down at five o'clock, get your volunteerism on, uh, cheer on the opening of, uh, I believe we have Little League opening that night as well, or maybe it's soccer opening that night um, at Oakey Park. I think it's soccer. Soccer, yes. So we're gonna have a lot of people in the park and it's gonna be a good time. So come on down, volunteer. We have uh, wonderful partners who have volunteered their help with Tahoe Park Neighborhood Association Beautification Committee, Colonial Village Neighborhood <laughs> Association, and many more. So come on down to District 6 on September 15th, Friday at 5 p.m. Okay. 765, Commissioner King. All right, um, so my event or my district's event is on September 16th from nine to noon at Woodbine Park. Um, we are also planting trees, that seems to be the theme this year. So we are planting trees that were lost in um, the storms this year, as well as them that are dead or dying already. So we're going to replace those. We're also going to be doing um, some cleanup within the neighborhood, so in the surrounding area, um, and painting the bathrooms, I believe. So just some graffiti and um, just revitalizing and renewing that space so it's a good use for our community members. Um, our council member, council member Maple, is donating um, food, water, that kind of thing, and um, we're all really excited. So um, we're also partnering with Chenwell Roads from the Sac City Unified School Board. Um, Woodbine Elementary is right there. We're working on getting a partnership with that school as well to see if there's anything that they need. Um, so that's all in the work. So we still got some work to do, but I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully I'll see you guys out there. Thank you, Commissioner. Looking forward to it. Would you like to describe District 4's event? District 4 is at Zapata Park, which is just up the road. Um, that one, we had a couple of different ideas. Um, I don't know which all will come to fruition, but um, that basketball court, I don't know if any of you guys have ever visited that park, but the basketball court has this big giant like maple tree that's right in the line of like a three-pointer shot. Um, so we're definitely going to trim the tree with, um, you know, the, the arborist will be out there. And then they did want to refinish or repurpose the backboards and the rims of the, this park is right in between a two apartment complexes. Um, and it's painted, the, the basketball court is painted and it's, it's really pretty, it's painted really pretty, it's all the colors, but um, it's really crooked, <laughs> like, if you're standing here and you see the key over there, that key is going a little bit this way. So we're just gonna redo the whole key. We're gonna repaint the whole basketball court. Um, there is a little bit of a gazebo over there as well that needs to be repainted. Um, the benches are kind of falling apart and need to be resurfaced and repainted. That's kind of a common theme too at some of these parks. Um, but yeah, Kai's super excited about it. Um, he's raring to go and uh, initially we got there and there was like concrete broken up around this big giant tree and he was like yeah let's just break up this concrete and then we're gonna mulch over here and I'm like 
whoa, 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 that's like a lot to ask for right now before September 16th, but you know, we'll put it on your wish list. Um, I think eventually it'll get broken up just because it's kind of a hazard, but I don't think it'll happen before 916 day, but it'd be really cool if it did because the befores and afters will look amazing. Um, but yeah, that's District 4, Zapata Park. Thank you, and I appreciate uh, Commissioner Herman's foresight, right? And anyone who is walking with your arborist and choosing trees to plant for 916 day, <coughs> find a place every place in your park where you need a tree. And then you'll have a plan for when the fall comes and the neighborhood comes to you and they want to plant a tree. You'll already have the plan that you can work off of when, when you have time to do it. So um, I'm sure that that will get broken up in the future and we're gonna trim that maple and we're gonna help you yes. out with that cement. So um, just because we can't do it all in one day doesn't mean that we're not gonna be able to do it all, okay? Exactly. Um, and thank you for reminding me Forgive me, at Oki Park, we are also repainting the lines on the basketball court and we're putting in uh, new backboards, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, D3 on deck, Commissioner Robbins. Yeah, kind of similar. Um, 916 we're gonna be planting a lot of trees at Gardland Park. If you don't know about Gardland Park, it's a forgotten park in District 3 and, and I stronghold and made it um, very noticeable last Friday, we'll get to uh, later, but same thing, you know, the big storms knocked down a lot of trees. We had a big cedar that knocked down and um, it was the biggest uh, tree in the park, but we went and we noticed that we could plant seven trees. Uh, we're gonna get a community library in there that we're gonna supply books and everything. We're in the contracts talks on that. We're gonna fix the park bench over there that we uh, saw destroyed. Uh, I found an artist that's gonna touch up the mural that's at the park that's very acknowledged and it's very free that he's gonna do it. Our community partners will be the Gardland Northgate Neighborhood Association, the, the Thomas Garden Arts Collective, the Stanford Settlement, working on a couple of others. But the sweetest story about this is that the oldest family in Gardland is the Rowlands family. They've been in the family, I mean, in the neighborhood for 100 years when they started there. And Robles means oak. So we're gonna plant a couple of oak trees with the Robles family. So that's how rooted and deep they are in the community. So when I told Trudy uh, about this, it was the third generation of, uh, they got about six in Gardland. Uh, she was in tears. Aww. So it was a very sweet story that I had to say, because thank you, Trudy, for all you've done in Gardland. And can't wait for that and more to come. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, me and Deanna have been at Gardenland, it seems like the whole month. <laughs> so thank you for all your help. Thank you, park staff. I'm gonna keep on thanking you guys because you guys do way too much. And thank you, bottom of my heart. Forgotten no longer. Thank you, Seriously. I'm pretty sure a thousand people who were at the Mike Bibby thing all know where Gardenland is now. <laughs> Commissioner Liu. It's a 307 Doolittle Street. Um, we're gonna do some trees, replace some missing trees, clean up some graffiti on the playground, uh, do some mulching, and paint some of the picnic tables and the benches possibly, and uh, general sprucing up. It's a small little park that's kind of forgotten about, I think, another one of those little neighborhood parks, just like last year when we did Triangle Park. A lot of the parks in District 2, we have stuff, everything's been touched a little bit, but I wanted to, you know, the smaller parks are always most forgotten about, so I just wanted to highlight some of the smaller forgotten about places. I appreciate that, it's a great strategy. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Ford. Hi, so District 1 is gonna hold their event on September 15th from 5.30 to 8.30. Um, it is gonna be at the Blackbird Park. Um, we are gonna be 
planting um, some plants and adding mulch to uh, the community garden there, also called Blackboard Community Garden. Um, we're gonna have uh, a few uh, local volunteers, but also some Girl Scouts that wanna volunteer and uh, we'll be adding to the list. I have a other um, also sponsors that I'm waiting to add for like food and music possibly, um, but would love to you know see everyone come by if, if you're able to. Love to you, thank you. And um, we also have our reception. So yes, our at so, larges are working on. Would you like yes. to fill us in with that? So initially, we had this big idea of doing a press party that relied heavily on the support of the Kings. We were going to use them for entertainment and, you know, video and all sorts of stuff. And when that didn't pan out, we thought, well, we definitely want if we're going to have a press party for it to be huge. Um, the only way to do that, though, is to wait till next year when we have a big enough sponsor that we can make it huge. So this year, we came up with the idea of just having a thank you reception at council, putting it on, um, on the agenda at council, um, acknowledging all of the volunteers and the efforts that went into 916 Day, and then having um, just a thank you reception outside the chambers, the council chambers. So Nikki and Rita and I will be planning that early next week. Wonderful. So Commissioner Kangas, Commissioner Gallardo, good. And Deanna are working on that. Yep. Wonderful. And what are our very clear and simple next steps for all of us commissioners? What do we do next and how do we work with you best? So next, I would say the second you get your advertising, uh, you'll be getting a little, it's like a, I forget what they call it, a square for Instagram and you'll get your flyer. Um, the flyer is just like mostly white on the background for you to just add all of your other sponsors to it. Um, and then I would say it, we should probably go on a sharing spree of making sure the word gets out and getting these volunteers. Um, Kai had mentioned that he plans to go out to one of the high schools. They have a program where, and I think most high schools have this, where they can get volunteer hours. Um, so he's going to go to orientation. I told him I'm happy to go with him if he doesn't feel comfortable. Um, uh, I can go with him to kind of discuss like 916 Day, how can it benefit them to volunteer for this and just drum up excitement. Um, several of you after talking to you guys, I know a lot of you guys have a lot of uh, youth resources, specifically Odette, you have your Intercom High School kids and one youth can probably volunteer. Um, we mentioned Nikki maybe getting um, a letter out to her school, I think, yeah. So I think the, the next steps is really just getting the word out and getting these volunteer signups. I did notice as I was perusing the website yesterday, just you know, going over my notes, that um, we do have a website called the City Express webpage. And that one is completely outdated. Everything is from 2022. So I am working with Gabby Miller to get that wiped out and refreshed with all of the new stuff. Um, but Chair, they're going to need a quote from you on that one. So every year, I guess there's a quote. Um, and that's what they're requesting. So I'm going to be requesting a quote from you. Make it impactful, I guess. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, it's going to be sharing that, getting rec recruiting volunteers, and um, just starting to to plan plan the big day. It's going to be it's going to be a whirlwind. I'm going to try to make it out to every single one. Um, like I said, I do plan to have Yipsy Marketing kind of give us a tutorial on how to do these before and after reels. I am like not good with 
social media reels and those things, but um, he did offer to either meet with just the committee or meet with all of the commissioners one-on-one, -on -one, whatever you guys are most comfortable with. If it were me, I'd want it one-on-one -on -one because I just need somebody to explain to me what setting my phone needs to be on. He even said, like, there's a difference between iPhones and other phones, and so. Um, I think we should do a separate reel for each park, um, and then maybe as we're doing the thank you reception, just kind of have those scrolling, you know, in the background so people can see the impact of 916 Day. But yeah. Wonderful, thank you. Commissioners, so we all have an open line of communication and know what to do next. Commissioner Boone, did you want to add anything? Okay, uh, Commissioner Flores. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Deanna. Can you explain the District Eight event? Uh, our Vice Chair is not here tonight. Yes. Okay. So that would be Commissioner Gaines, right? Um, she is doing a she's doing her nine one six project at Valley High. Um, that park needs quite a bit. Um, that park is going to get a few trees um, and quite a bit of mulch. Um, they also have a volleyball court that has a lot of sand bees in it, um, but they're hoping to get some volunteers out there to weed that whole area, um, and then we're going to replace the, uh, the net, the volleyball net, so people can actually use it. Oh, and then she does have another area, another space in that park that is, um, it's like a baseball field, but when I got there, I'm like, this is a baseball field, but it's all grass. Like, don't know who's going to play on this baseball field. So our lovely parks maintenance team has decided to go in and kind of just um, fix it up so that it's playable. Um, and then they're going to take the, uh, th there's like rotted wood backstops. They're going to take those out um, and try to fix them up. And if they can't fix them up, they're just going to replace them. And then part of her, part of her 916 day, the volunteers will be painting those back to green. Great, thank you. I didn't want to forget District 8. Yeah, no, thank you for here. the reminder. Uh, and I know she's having a great time where she's at currently, so I just wanted to give her a shout out. And then I, I would be remiss in these month, in these weekly uh, um, meetings that we have, we are, we had, had been having. Sorry, so it's, it's been a long day. Uh, I, I do want to acknowledge Commissioner Boone, Commissioner Kangas, uh, Vice Chair and the Chair in these, in these weekly meetings, and a lot of the legwork and the logistics and the thought process and the questions and just coming up with ideas, I just want to acknowledge that part, it, it representing all of us since we all can't be in that same virtual room, but the ones that are, are in the room is, has that foresight. You know, when we first thought about this last year and to see where we're at today, you can't even imagine. And it's because these additional voices have been championing Yipsy and volunteerism and families are being acknowledged and and we have new blood that came on in January, February this year. So just just that new energy. I just want to acknowledge, you know, uh, Commissioner Boone Kangas, chair and the vice chair in those meetings. And I get to sit back and listen to all the great ideas and thoughts. And then, like like Commissioner Robbins says, yipsy yipsy yipsy. We can't say that enough. It's it's the team from all levels, right? Community center, you know, maintenance, you know, volunteer, you, uh, you know, just. The, 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 the amount of hands are that's touching all this. And so when, we, when it's September 17th, we can all have a collective uh, sigh of relief, but, uh, but just getting there and the process to get there, it's been awesome. And you guys, are, you guys are awesome. And I could never have imagined how this year from like a, a year ago. So I just, I just want to put that out there, so. Aww. Yes, good job, you guys. Um, and also like, 
what about next year? If we get like the Kings on board and we get a huge press party, it's gonna be crazy. So <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know, slow down. But Commissioner Kangas. Stole my thunder because I was gonna shout out Commissioner Boone too, but thank you for all of the organizing and herding cats. And Deanna, thank you so much for just you, I know how hard you're working and really appreciate you. Um, I wanted to, I guess this is more of a question than a comment, but um, we had talked about doing videos that were like, what does 916 day mean to you with community members? So as we think about taking the toolkit that we're gonna be getting from Yipsy's marketing team, I, I, I would encourage everyone or just ask of everyone that we should be like going out into our community and having those conversations, recording them, putting them on social media as another way to help engage volunteers. Well, thank you. And it is not as easy as it looks. I tried it, and my phone was not happy okay, uh, with all the I background think it's noise. Just me. Yeah, it's not just you. So I'm really looking forward to that toolkit as well. Um, and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's been really wonderful to have so much park support this year to do 916 Day. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all your time, everyone's time, for creating these these amazing events. This is our last meeting together before 916 Day, just a little over a month away. Um, yeah, did you do that quick math? Yeah, there we go. Um, so please make sure to speak up, you know, if you have any questions at all. At this point, you're speaking to your community members who ha have not yet uh, said yes, they wanna help. Uh, your community members who don't yet know about it, right? As we start disseminating these flyers and this unified look of 916 Day with our brand new logo in the coming week and, and two weeks, um, we're gonna be inspiring people to get on board. What is that? What is that 916 day? I love that logo. I want that logo, right? So the intention is that with these amazing sponsorships and donations um, that Commissioner Kangas has brought in, that we'll be able to purchase some swag to divvy up to each of the events, right? So you can expect that you will have swag to give out. Um, that part is being taken care of for you. We appreciate your um, input on that and know that that's coming. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the email addresses that we've mentioned a couple of times. So last year on our 916 day page, we had our personal emails. In our uh, meetings prior to this, we've discussed having emails that, were, uh, that would stay with your seat, right? Like a district six commissioner email, um, and we're there. So um, these email addresses, they're gonna be going out to the public for them to reach out to you to ask you questions or to say, hey, I really wanna volunteer, and not to volunteer, but I want to donate to your event. I wanna be a part of it. My group wants to come. There's a separate link for volunteering. <laughs> um, those are gonna come in. So I kinda wanted to call out to uh, Raymond Rodriguez, who I know has uh, reached out to each and every one of us about our new email addresses and ask if there's anything you'd like to add about that. No, just want to say you guys all got correspondence today. Should be relatively easy for a majority of you. You already have Gmail addresses. I will be sending after this meeting, probably tomorrow morning early, send you guys access emails you will receive. You'll click on a link. It'll now be incorporated in your current Gmail inbox. It'll have your seat title on there, as I mentioned in the, the handout earlier to you today. For those of you who do not have a Gmail, just send me a, a, a ping when you create one and so I can give you access to that. Um, just wanted to, you know, on there, there is one at-large inbox, but we are putting both names that we have right now as for at-large together, so you guys will both have access to that same at-large, and the, the goal is to continue to 
the consistency, so you guys don't have to worry about, you know, what email addresses you're giving out to the public, but everyone knows, you know, what their seat is, and then when you guys leave, or if you change seats, um, it's easy for us to change access, and you guys don't have to worry about that. So for onboarding in the future, I think it's gonna be um, definitely beneficial for everyone. So if you have any specific questions for that, you guys have my email address, my phone number, you know, please don't hesitate to call and reach out. Thank you. Wonderful, thank you very much. I think that would be a great best practice going forward so that we can separate out. As we heard before, you know, we might have to go back at some point and share emails. This would be an easier way to parse those out. Um, I will say that I today received 19 emails uh, about parks, and so this is gonna be wonderful for me to have them clearly out and marked in a different box, and I hope that it is for you too. Commissioner McCarchet? Um, <clears throat> I just have a like quick question about the emails. Is it a whole nother like Gmail account where it's like you can also have like where it's like if we're doing Google Docs stuff we can share it with those accounts or is it just a separate inbox with like or how does that play out? Yes, I believe it'll just be whatever your current inbox is like for you know for your district one this will just be another inbox in there that you have access to so you can send email so it's just your one gmail account you'll be able to send emails from your regular gmail but then you can also submit them from this one hmm. it's just incorporated into your google account so it is it is a cool feature i think and then if you guys have any trouble or you're having trouble i try to set all this stuff up i'm not you know an it guru so we can work together um i have passwords and all of that so if we have to share that to be able to do anything we'll make sure we do that as well Thank you, Raymond, I appreciate it. Okay, all right, go 916 day, here we go, everybody. We're almost there. All right, our next standing update is our Youth Parks and Community Enrichment Director's Report. Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> After two months off, I have a lot of updates for you, so get ready. So our reservations office will be emailing information out soon for the 2024 long-term field use applications. Applications for long-term field use uh, for 24 will be January, January through December will be due on Thursday, September 21st. Applications received after September 21st will not be accepted as part of the long-term permit process. Our aquatics team, our pools have been very busy this summer. So far, we've had over 83,000 drop-in visits to pools this summer, primarily in our recreation swim program, but also for lap swimming and aqua size. The aquatics team has already run over 650 aquatics program classes. We've had over 4,800 registrations, um, which includes, that includes an additional 30,000 um, visitors to the pool from our swim lessons to our junior lifeguard programs, our basic water uh, safety classes, swim team, and more. So, so far, and summer's not over yet, over 100,000 visits to our pools this summer alone. Speaking of North Natomas Aquatics Complex, uh, over at that complex we hosted the USA Swimming's Future Champions Meet. That was this last weekend, the 26th to the 29th. We had over 800 top athletes that competed with approximately 650 of them traveling to the region for the meet. And that included teams from all over Hawaii, Alaska. Um, we had people from all over uh, visiting our, our area. The four day meet kicked off with a helicopter flyover from SAC PD for the opening national anthem. The meet was very well received with many fast swimmers that included um, several Olympic trials qualifying times. So very cool feature for our new facility. 
Also, as many of you know, Southside Pool was closed temporarily in the summer of 2022 for the safety of visitors. The pool needed to be resurfaced due to the age of the facility and increased construction costs. It did take staff additional time to identify the full, fill, full funding of over $1 million to complete phase one of that project just to get it reopened back for the community. Fortunately though, through a combination of efforts from our team, Council District 4, um, Kate, Council Member Katie Valenzuela, and the support of Assembly Member McCarty's office, we've identified all of the funding for phase one. So we are currently working with a contractor to initiate the project um, that will be so that we can ensure the pool will be ready to be open next summer. Um, all of our city's 16 other pools remain open. That includes Land Park Play Pool, McClatchy Pool, and Clooney Pool um, that are nearby to Southside Pool. We've also had several sponsored swim days at many of our pools, and of course our admission is always free to our waiting pools. Camp Sacramento is in its final family camp session uh, for the summer. We've had over 1,800 attendees this summer at camp and nearly 100% full capacity. Participants' feedback has been very positive. Almost all of our cabins are booked for next summer. Um, and our operations are now shifting towards the postseason rentals and then pretty soon close down as we gear up for winter. Summer at City Hall, um, Summer 23 program ended last night. We had a graduation at the Library Galleria just across the street. 68 students from Natomas, Twin Rivers, and Sacramento City Unified School Districts graduated with dignitaries. We had a few city council members there. Um, many school district representatives were there, staff, parents, families uh, were in attendance. So thank you to our nine returning youth peer mentors who supported the students learning. And of course, our fabulous expanded learning, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, civic engagement team um, that supported this program for the last seven, seven weeks. On July 27th, our LNL program hosted the Collaborative Community Service Project at William Lamb Park. We had more than 200 young people that represented LNL, Summer at City Hall, and the Sacramento Youth Commission, where they came together to spread truckloads of mulch all along 14th Avenue. Attendees had the opportunity to learn more about careers with the Department of Utilities. Um, they had equipment, on, DOU had equipment on display with staff talking about jobs that keep Sacramento's water clean and running. Speaking of LNL, our fall recruitment now is already concluded with over 300 applicants. We are looking for interviewers, so please mark your calendars and let us know your, if you're interested for the week of August 21st. We would love for any of our commissioners who are interested in interviewing youth aid candidates to participate. Uh, beginning this next school year in our fourth R program, we'll be working in collaboration with Natomas Unified School District to support their LEAP Academy. Uh, Natomas Unified is offering 120 student scholarships through four different fourth R locations. That includes Two Rivers, where they will hold 40 seats, Paso Verde, 20 seats, Heron, 20 seats, and Natomas Park, 20 seats. This collaboration includes opportunities to serve supper and offer additional enrichment classes such as science, social, emotional learning, sports, and arts. So that's scholarshiping students to participate in our fourth hour program at those four locations. Our Young Leaders of Tomorrow registration is currently open for our first fall cohort. That's for youth ages 10 to 12 years old. 
They want to engage in interactive programs that help with the development of problem-solving problem skills, self-advocacy, and exploration into leadership roles. Uh, the program sites will be Hagenwood and George Sim Community Centers, and this program begins at the end of August. Our START program will be hosting a backpack giveaway. Um, they've teamed up with 7-Eleven and our gifts to share. This will be on August 9th from 2 to 5 p.m., where they will have over 400 backpacks, school supplies, and food to distribute to Robles students. Hagenwood Community Center will also be hosting a backpack giveaway on Saturday, August 5th. That will be at 2 p.m. and is open for any youth who wish to visit and get a free backpack. We're very eager for all of our students um, across the city to start the school year with all the necessary supplies that they need to be successful this school year. Shifting gears to our Access Leisure team uh, for our 2023 Wheelchair Softball World Series. Our Access Leisure team um, from our own Junior Giants Wheelchair Softball League is currently in Illinois right now with two of our staff to participate in the Wheelchair Softball World Series. Our team is competing in a bracket-style three-day tournament that started today and it will run through Saturday. And we did provide scholarships for some of the athletes to attend uh, through year-long fundraising efforts. Samantha Vu, who presented on community centers earlier, mentioned some of the programs we have for youth and adults with disabilities. Please don't forget to check out our Come Out and Play to see all of the programs and opportunities that we have um, for young people and adults um, that our Access Leisure provides. Our Triple R program uh, hosted an open house. Triple R is our program for older adults with dementia. They hosted an open house in July to celebrate the return to full programming. So our Midtown and South Lampark sites are now open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 p.m. And Club Refresh is open Monday through Thursday from 9 to 2. Uh, Club Refresh is our early stage memory loss program, and after experimenting with many day and time combinations, we found that this program uh, time, time was most effective for that group of older adults. We've already received several inquiries this month of July, so we do expect that those sites will fill up very quickly. You heard some of what our community centers talked about with the events that were coming up. We will make share, sure to share all those flyers with our commissioners but also save the date for a family movie night that we'll be hosting at Clooney Community Center. That's gonna be on Friday, August 18th at 7 p.m. That is free to attend. You do not have to register. Tyler shared with you the Summer Sports Fest that will be at Sacramento Softball Complex on August 11th from six to nine. That is free for youth and just $5 for adults. And Staff also mentioned the hotspot remix programs that our community centers are hosting. So if you have a pen, jot down George Sim Community Center's Back to School Dance on August 10th. Hagenwood will be hosting Hot August Nights on August 18th. Oak Park will be hosting Arts Alive Rent on August 25th. Pinnell will have the Dive In on August 24th. And South Natomas will be hosting a splash party on August 17th. Again, all of this information is available on our website. So in addition to hosting several programs and events, the Pinnell Community Center has activated with other city and regional cooling centers over the months of July during the heat waves that we experienced. When activated, Pinnell has extended its hours until 8 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. 
opening our lobby doors to ensure that our community has access to a cool space, staff provide snacks, charging stations for electronics. Um, we will continue to activate Pinnell Community Center as a weather respite center during periods of high heat. In fact, we just got notification that we will be activating Pinnell this Saturday, Sunday, and Monday in anticipation of the 100 and plus degree heat. Our park maintenance team has been very busy this summer. Um, there are sidewalk and concrete repairs happening at several parks all across the city. A very hot July um, caused some maintenance issues for some of our splash pads and our crew has been very quick to respond and make those repairs and ensure that we get those, um, those amenities back up and running as quickly as possible. Various park restrooms have, restrooms have been painted. We've had some irrigation repairs and upgrades. Our park maintenance team has supported some mass cleanups. Um, believe it or not, uh, Commissioner Flores even mentioned wrapping up some of the final cleanup from the January storms that, that we experienced. So there are several maintenance and repair projects that are happening all across our parks. So thank you to our park maintenance team for working so hard uh, to keep our parks safe and clean. Our park maintenance team is also hosting um, a several, actually, several deadheading um, events at the McKinley Rose Garden. The summer blooms are bursting, so we need your help. Um, we have a few events and decided to add some evening events so that um, individuals who can't make it on the weekends or some, maybe some of our, our youth who are in school or camps during the day and want to come in the evenings. So mark your calendars for Wednesday, August 9th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Tuesday, August 15th in the morning um, for those that aren't stuck at work or school from 8 to 10.30. Saturday, August 26th from 8 a.m. to 10.30. And Wednesday, August 30th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Our park ranger team has also been very busy over the months of June and July. Uh, park safety team has been leading Granite Regional Park cleanup efforts. This is an ongoing project and to date our rangers alongside our park maintenance staff and forensic clean have removed close to 30,000 pounds of trash and debris from Granite Regional. Um, staff have worked an estimated 112 hours on this project so far and this work will continue into August. And on a personnel, for a personnel update, we've had one of our new rangers successfully complete field training to become a solo patrol unit in June and we have another scheduled to complete field training in August also happy to share that with the approval of our fiscal year 24 budget, we were funded for two more park rangers and we will be posting recruitments for those very soon. And to close, we just celebrated Park and Recreation Month where community grows uh, during the entire month of July. In addition to bringing our beautiful parks and facilities and wonderful programs and events to Sacramento community, we did take the entire month to highlight many of the champions of park and parks and recreation that we have here at the city. We featured several of our staff. You've been hearing about our amazing marketing team. They're just doing an incredible job with our, with our marketing right now. But we shared the staff, uh, some stories of our staff and how parks and recreation has impacted their lives. If you've been following along, you may have read that one of our park maintenance workers went from being an, an unhoused individual in a park uh, near one of our parks who was welcomed in by a park maintenance worker staff at that time. He is now a threat. He is now thriving here at the city with a career in serving our parks. We shared many stories of youth participants that started in our camps and our after school programs. 
uh, where they considered our community centers home and that was a safe space that they went every day. Now those staff are working in our centers or in our youth programs, in our after school programs, in the very places that they grew up. We also took the time to highlight all of our commissioners. Our parks and recreation, our parks and community enrichment commissioners for being the true advocates and champions of the work that we do and really the perfect example of this, um, I'm gonna put him on the spot here, is our commissioner Gordon Liu, who was at Robla Park um, last week, at the end of last week, beginning, yes, last Thursday, and noticed the fencing around um, a shade structure construction site was not secured and was a presented a safety concern. So Commissioner Lou sprang into action and he secured all of the, fence, all of the fencing parts in, around the shade structure. Um, his swift action allowed the contractor to complete the project without any missing parts. I believe he even took some parts and put them in his car and transferred them to our, to our uh, PPDS manager, Jason, over there. Um, so Commissioner Lou um, and all of you are true representatives of our mission. Uh, for YPSI, and that is that together we empower our youth, strengthen our neighborhoods, and provide life-enriching programs for a beautiful, livable, livable community. So we want to especially thank Commissioner Liu, um, but of course thank all of you commissioners for the incredible work and advocacy that you do to support what we do. Um, if you haven't had a chance, please go visit our social media pages. Our Instagram is YPSI underscore City of Sac. Our Facebook page is YPSI City of Sacramento. You can follow all of these stories. They won't go away. Um, so, and we actually just had the pleasure today of, of featuring our um, Commissioner Makarczyk um, on, on our Instagram this evening. I also, everything I shared is just really a lot, but it's a small snippet of everything that um, the Youth Parks and Community Enrichment Department does. So please go visit our website, our Come Out and Play um, catalog, and you can learn more about everything that is happening across the city. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any commissioners who would like to comment on that report? Before we go on to matters uh, that we would like to speak about separately? I'm seeing Commissioner Flores. Uh, thank you, Chair, and thank you, uh, Director Beecham, for that report. Uh, yeah, it's been two months since we last met here at this commission, but that doesn't mean the work didn't stop in this, uh, in this time. And I know personally, uh, there was like open houses, there was site visits at community centers, there was site walks, um, uh, rangers, marketing. I think this, for me personally, I'm just speaking personally, this was the most yipsy I've ever yipsied in these two, <laughs> in these two months. And, um, but no, just to see, like, like, just to see the professionalism of staff at all levels, at all events, at all, uh, at all areas. And, and in some cases, some areas was, uh, had a lot of energy and, and the professionalism of, of staff at all levels is to be commended. Um, I know a lot of us, uh, all of us got highlighted in the, the things and, and staff, but just those unsung heroes as well. Um, it, it just highlighted how multifaceted this department really is. And I know when I personally speak to uh, uh, community members, that's like the first thing I say. It's like, there's so much stuff that this department does that just goes on. If you don't know about it, then that means they're doing a great job because you're not, com you're not complaining. You're not sending emails. You're not getting 19 in a day. Uh, I've had days in, th in this past couple of months where there was uh, a lot of emails uh, also. So just 
you know, I, I wanted to piggyback off of the, uh, the director's report, and I know you just, it, it is a snippet, and then also living it, and then also getting acknowledged for it, too. I know when Robbie and I went to South and Thomas Community Center, and staff just came up to both of us, it's like, oh, thanks for what you do. And I was like, whoa, 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 we're on your team. Like, you know, we're not, we're not the heroes you guys are. So, uh, but just to, just like how much of a team we all are collectively, I just want to acknowledge that part. So, and just the staff is awesome um, at all different departments and levels. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Agreed um, by the stellar performance or updates performance now yeah, like uh, <laughs> proving of your amazing work um, from all your staff who have you know moved around and come up and changed positions and under your leadership are this comfortable to come to the podium and, and uh, explain to us all the amazing work that they've been doing so I think that that speaks to your leadership thank as well you. director thank you um, and I would also like to thank you for accepting uh, my late night phone calls Right? It's not just like, oh my goodness, all these these parts are out in the park and, and I'm going to you know do this, but also, um, hey, the bathroom's not open, but it's supposed to be, or there's a fire at Granite Regional. All the different reasons I've called you at the crack of dawn or after dark, um, I appreciate you for answering those calls and, and helping your staff spring into action, and they do, because um, I know they care about our parks just as much as we do, so I'm really happy for that. Uh, thank you for the come out and play shout outs and all of the wonderful bios of all of the staff and all the commissioners that you put out. I think they were really poignant, and I really uh, have enjoyed yip seeing so hard this month as well. Um, that's been a good time. I think, uh, I think that it's gonna help our community members to really connect and feel a part of something and have uh, an identity with something and be able to put a, you know, um, a logo to something here very soon. That's not just the Ypsi logo or you know, the National Celebration Month, but also Ypsi itself. Um, so well done. Um, there, I have no more questions for your report. It was a great report. Thank you for, for reporting everything out. Um, we have now this magical time where we all get to say whatever we like as commissioners. So member comments, ideas, questions, and uh, meeting or conference reports. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak? Commissioner Robbins. Yeah, we've been gone for two months, and oh boy, it was a busy two months, wasn't it? Um, if you missed out on Friday, uh, as we said, Indiana, like ideal places would have parking. Gardenland Park does not have any parking. So we had Mike Bibby show up Friday for only two hours. Over 500 people showed up. We had a shuttle from Stanford Settlement, thank you, Julie, from Stanford Settlement, that only put 12 people. Everybody was foot traffic, so it was very magical. Uh, Commissioner Flores, Deanna, they were there from start to finish, and along with park staff, we were just superheroes. They were there as the cleanest I've ever seen Gardenland Park, period. It was amazing. Uh, Councilmember Telemontes and Castle LaFleur gave out over 100 basketballs. Um, Gina and A sat fire, cooked about 300 hot dogs. It only lasted two hours, but it was amazing. Mike Bibby was cooler than the other side of the pillow. He made sure everyone had an autograph, a photo, and did not leave for anything. He even signed a little boy's Ninja Turtle, so that's how cool he was. So if you think that was chaos, just wait. Saturday, we have a free wrestling event with Next Level Pro Wrestling at Southland Thomas Community Center. We have a bunch of sponsors and Karina Telemontes, House Verbal, La Superior is gonna give us fruit, GNNA is gonna be there, Nadal's Garden Arts is gonna make lucha mass, Pizza Guy's giving us about 200 pizzas, me and Commissioner Flores have been working out. So I just wanna say the big thank you to everybody that's involved with that. Then on top of that, like Samantha said, she challenged me to make events at the Southland Thomas Community Center. We have one more. We had the Harvest of Arts 
festival September 2nd. It's an all-day event. You're going to have spoken word, live music, food trucks, all kinds of craziness, a beer garden, and many, 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 many more. So if you have any acts that would love to join in, we're going to have a stage. Um, rumors of having dancing horses, I'm not sure yet, but there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in District 3. But thank you, park staff. You guys are superheroes. We could not have got done Friday without your help, but it was just amazing. If you weren't there, it was magical. Do not miss out on uh, Saturday. It's going to be the same thing. Oh, and the main event for the wrestling event, there will be a Keaton Natomas wrestling match where all the wrestlers will be climbing the uh, ladder to get the Keaton Natomas. Then next year, it will be hosted at Oak Park. So the Keaton Oak Park, we're looking forward to see how that looks. But let's get done with Saturday, and thank you for everybody's help. Congratulations on a job well done. Very exciting things that you're bringing to our parks, Commissioner. Commissioner Ford. First, I want to say, and it was a great turnout. We had a lot of folks come out, dance, uh, a lot of music, food, etc. So it was a really good community event. Um, on Tuesday, we also hosted at the uh, Natomas um, Regional Park um, the 40th anniversary of National Night Out. Um, I was uh, in the in the booth for the um, Hemptas Foundation, and we gave out over 100 backpacks to families that came by. I do want to highlight that a lot of the families that came by, and, and something just kind of highlighted this was a lot of newcomer families. So a lot of families from Ukraine, Afghan families, um, and uh, obviously folks with limited English, right? And so they were asking about like backpacks and more resources for the kids that are gonna be starting the school year. And so that's bringing up some, some ideas for, for our district and just for citywide, right? How we support newcomers um, to Sacramento. Um, and then, let me see, um, on August 11th, we are also gonna be hosting uh, AAPI night um, as well to celebrate uh, our community. And so uh, it's gonna be at the regional, um, so you're all invited to join. Are there any other commissioner comments this evening? Go right ahead, commissioner. Totally forgot. So my last comment was, um, I know obviously there is, obviously we're just getting through the 916 event and big emphasis on parks, right? But the other big side of the mission, right, is for community engagement and enrichment. And so I would love to start thinking about what we can do maybe early on next year and maybe focus on community centers and community engagement and programming and would love to also see how we can coordinate um, site visits and et cetera for commissioners. Project. Um. I think this is technically my my last official meeting. I want to say, um, even though nothing has been like fully like officialized, um, this I think this is it. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you all for this opportunity to serve as as the kind of youth representative on this commission and just really making uh, me feel very welcomed and really part of this. Um, uh, this team we've got, and I'm so excited to see um, where y'all go from here in terms of like 916 coming up and 916 next next year and everything. Um, and it is it's been such an honor of mine to to serve, and I'm so excited for what to, for what you guys um, do in the future. We're very excited to see what you're going to do in the future. 
And you've preempted uh, my comments of the evening. We might have something here to celebrate you and to thank you. But first, what I'd like to do is ask any other commissioners if they have any words for you, Commissioner McCarchak. Commissioner Flores? <clears throat> thank you, Chair. I knew what I wanted to say, Sam, but now we're here to, to actually say it, right? Like, uh, I know Commissioner Rita, myself, we were on listening sessions when the cities uh, had that idea of having a youth seat on these uh, these these commissions, not to, not just the youth commission, like a youth on these commissions, right? And to 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 help brainstorm the the then youth who were creating your the seat that you sit in. Uh, it's not easy being the first, right? And the way you were the first and how you just made it your own, and I know you had a lot of questions, and how the then commission and the current commission uh, commissioners embraced that challenge and just make sure that you were onboarded uh, appropriately. And then you got, then you did your sweat equity part of it too, right? And then also the, the, the dark side of being a commissioner, we also say, hey, and this is what we were talking about. And you saw some of that too. So just to see your journey into it and now you're already finished with your term uh, because, of, uh, because of life. Uh, but just sitting back and seeing the entirety of the process, the process before you got here, now that you're here and now that you're leaving. And uh, it's gonna be very tough shoes to fill for the next person, but they're gonna do it in their way, right? Like it's not just the seat that you held, it's not your seat, it was the seat that you occupied for a little bit. And, but just thank you for being a great example of what this seat could be, not only to our commission, but to the other commissions that have the UC. So when I, I know I have you know, testified at council and it was a council item about a seat, a UC on council, right? I know just even saying, hey, Sam is an example of what it could be like, right? Just to even say those words, you know, I know that resonated in, in those spaces. So just you being you has been awesome to see and good luck in your future endeavors. And, uh, and yeah, we'll come back and let us know what you've been doing. And, um, but just thank you for being a great commissioner. Commissioner Robbins? Yeah, Sam, I knew I was gonna like you the first day I met you because you explained how to say your last name is how to check your car. Yeah, that was amazing. It made me laugh and your energy was boiled in a little Zoom, no different than this, and then see you in person and how likable and approachable and you're very talented at how you ask questions at a very young age. And I just, you know, the next youth commissioner has some really big shoes to fill. So whoever's going to do that, you know, just giving you a heads up. Well, I'm looking forward to what you're going to do in the future. And when you graduate, I'll be working for you one day. I already know it. So keep on going up and doing the good work. Commissioner King. Um, I just want to say thank you. Um, I haven't known you very long, but um, just the thoughtfulness, the poise, um, the, the generosity in, in the way that you speak and the way that you thank people and the way that you really see the world is, is really appreciated and you don't see that in a lot of young people. Um, so I just, I thank you um, for just being you. Um, I don't know what your future holds for you, but I know you're gonna do great things and if I have a feeling I'm gonna see your name on a ballot one day um, very shortly. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And um, again, just thank you for all that you do. 
and all that you do. Commissioner McCarcheck. Um, that's why I do that, you know, because get McCarcheck. Um, thank you for the respect and the reverence and the professionalism that you brought to the youth seat. It's true. It's not easy to be the first. You have nothing to uh, to expect or to compare or to to even dream to be, um, but the next person sure does because everything that you brought to it um, is, you know, I don't think the youth um, was necessary, right? I see you as just a um, member of this commission, and I think youth is just the extra part that you brought, right? Was that um, the extra special um, more than we bring? I mean, we have more lived life experience, and you have equal amounts of dedication and professionalism. That's what makes it special. So I'm very grateful for all of your thoughtful questions, for all of your participation, um, for all of your candor, and for all of the wonderful, wonderful times that we've had uh, serving our community together. Uh, so I thank you, Commissioner. And I have for you here a certificate that I would like to offer to you if you'd like to come over to me and we can all take a picture together to celebrate your last meeting here with us at PCEC. Okay, it is time for public comments. Matters not on the agenda. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public com comments? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have two hands raised online. Our first speaker is Lambert Davis. Yes, this is Lambert. I'd like to make the statement that I've had my hand up since 916. It's not a complaint. I'm just letting you know I wanted to comment on 916. I also wanted to comment on the directors and the commissioners. So I feel like I should be entitled to four minutes. But if not, I'm going to start off with that we went viral during the 4th of July. Our company is called To the Bay and Back Cheesecakes. It's on Instagram. I want you to listen to an 18-year-old who approached me about taking our cheesecakes viral on TikTok and Instagram. And here it is. It went viral in City Hall two weeks ago. Here it is. For the Van Back Cheesecakes, for the Van Back Cheesecakes, that was going to be a good day. But the to the Van Back Cheesecakes, one bite will change your life. One bite will change your life. One bite will get you right. One bite will get you right. To the band bag cheesecakes. To the band bag cheesecakes. 
So it's gonna be a good day. With a cheddar bed bag, cheesecake. One bite will change your life. One bite will get you right. Cheddar bed bag, cheesecakes. Cheddar bed bag, cheesecakes. So it's gonna be a good day. With a cheddar bed bag, cheesecakes. Okay, that was an 18-year-old graduate from Grand High School, heading to college. She approached me about taking the cheesecakes viral. During the 4th of July, our cheesecakes were voted the best in Northern California. That's a tremendous honor. And to uh, Commissioner Lou, who's in District 2, I've been hearing a lot of good things about you. <laughs> My number is 916-370-9211. My family owns that cheesecake business. You should contact us. Thank you for your comments. Your time is complete. Uh, our next speaker is Jennifer Holden. Good evening. Yes, this is Jennifer Holden, District 5, and I have a couple of props to give. Number one, um, Lindsay King was fabulous at the July 16th Mangan Park Ice Cream Social. She came on out and gave us a hand. Her husband, Nat, also helped with the grill. So um, they were wonderful in supporting their community. Um, and we're looking forward to 916 Day Together. Mangan Park is also thrilled with their brand new playground. Um, I've talked to some parents who are hanging there and they, they see this as a definite improvement. There was some concern people didn't want to lose the design on the old one, but now that the new one, they're happy and the shade structure over it looks amazing. Um, people are definitely happier with the, the shades for going on our new playground as well. Um, those are my, my two main points tonight, that uh, it's been a beautiful summer in Mangan Park. Uh, the improvements are going well. The brand new basketball court should be finished soon, and as well as the, the uh, parking lot is fit off because the the new um, pavement is still green. And uh, the pool had a lot of great attendance this year as well. I'm waiting on those final numbers to come in. Um, and archers are back, and they're doing a lot of fine shooting in our feet, so we're happy. It's going very well. Thank you, everybody, who has made it possible. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no more members of the public with their hands raised. Wonderful, thank you so much. And what a wonderful way to end on a nice compliment for Commissioner King and her family. Job well done. This concludes today's agenda. Thank you everyone for your participation. This meeting is adjourned.